A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. Uh, We're going to get right to it. We've got a beefy conversation with the California Rifle and Pistol Association President Chuck Michelle, uh, who was with us on the program earlier this week. Yeah, I think it was Monday we actually talked with Chuck. But uh, there's so much going on in California right now, we had to have him back. You know, this data leak from the Attorney General's office yesterday exposing the personal details of California concealed carry holders. Uh, This is big, and this is really bad stuff. Um, We're going to talk with Chuck about that, as well as the more than one dozen gun control bills that are heading to Governor Gavin Newsom's desk here in uh, just a matter of days. California, one of several blue states that is going on a a full-fledged assault on our right to keep and bear arms uh, in a reaction to the Supreme Court decision in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. Uh, And Chuck wonders if this leak, quote-unquote, of the personal information of concealed carry holders is not, in fact, part of that backlash. Take a look and a listen. Chuck, thanks again for coming back on the program this week. You know, normally I I like to give my guests a little bit of breathing room, but uh, there's so much going on in California right now that uh, I I really do appreciate you coming on. Uh, Let's get started with this uh, leak or or the doxing of concealed carry holders in California. Uh, when you were on earlier this week, you talked about this data portal that, that the Attorney General Rob Bono was putting out, and you had some concerns about the information that was supposed to be available to the public, uh, but a heck of a lot more information was available apparently for download. What what happened with the rollout of this data portal? Well, that's uh, that's a good question and something we're trying to get to the bottom of. Remember, in California, there's there's all kinds of databases with that that the state holds, the attorney general's office holds. There's assault weapon, so-called registrations, CC, uh, uh, licensed uh, 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 concealed carry license holders uh, database, uh, firearm safety certificates. Uh, there's a there, there, you know, and DROS records, the, the dealer record of sale of the sale of individual firearms. All of those things are part of DOJ's uh, databases, which, by the way, are riddled with errors, not to mention the criminal records uh, uh, databases that they hold, which aren't specifically related to guns. But uh, that's another story, how, how their error rates in all their databases, they're just riddled with them. But the point is, in this case, uh, after the Bruin decision came down, uh, Attorney General Bonta announced that he was doing this transparency program. Recall last year, or I think it was the year before, uh, the legislature passed a bill to allow access to those databases by certain research institutes, primarily Garen Wintermute, to try and uh, uh, do studies on uh, guns, gun owners, gun violence. You know, and we, didn't, we didn't trust them to be biased, and we didn't trust the state to keep the records as secure. In any event, so uh, the attorney general announced that he was doing this transparency initiative to uh, release some more of this data, although historically they have never, especially with respect to uh, carry license holders, given away. We've litigated this. It's a public, your name and your city are public records, but your home address, your street address has not been held to be something that the public or or a news media outlet like the LA Times, which 
routinely asks for these lists of permit holders, is entitled to get. And why? Well, because that would make you a target, not only from a criminal who wants to steal your firearm now that he knows he has, you have one in your house, he'll go there when you're home or maybe when you're not home, or a stalker, a, 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 a stalked person who has someone trying to kill them, or a celebrity who has some you know, a, a, a crazy fan uh, chasing after him. They don't want their, their, their uh, street address, not to mention judges, prosecutors, uh, uh, reserve police officers, uh, and a whole bunch of security uh, professionals and a whole mm -hmm. bunch of other people who have, who have enemies, who have people who don't like them because of what they do for a living. So none of this stuff has ever been revealed. Well, Bonta announces this security, this transparency initiative, and two days later, Every bit of the information, all the information, the street addresses for all the people that have, have concealed weapon permits in the state of California is available and can be downloaded. And who knows how many times it was downloaded uh, so that all this information is out there. Uh, so now uh, the reaction obviously has begun. There is an awful lot of furious people. We are getting hundreds of questions CRPA is getting uh, you know, hundreds of questions and people joining and people donating because we're looking into the response on this. We've got, we've got four legislators, at least. Exact, in fact, the, the entire Republican caucus is now responding to this in Sacramento. And we've got sheriffs. Sheriffs are furious. Uh, historically, there's been statutes uh, that, that limited the sheriffs uh, from disclosing street addresses, but ironically, it doesn't apply to the attorney general because nobody ever thought the attorney general would ever go and do something this extreme that puts so many lives in danger. Yeah. Uh, and uh, by the way, Bada's office uh, released a statement, I guess, uh, to the center square yesterday afternoon saying that, quote, we are investigating an exposure of uh, individual personal information connected to the DOJ firearms dashboard. Any unauthorized release of personal information is unacceptable. We are working swiftly to address this situation and we'll provide additional information as soon as possible. So a, 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 a non-response response, response uh, right, from exactly. the attorney general's office, you know, okay. Yeah, we're aware uh, really bad, but uh, Hey, we're working on it. You, you know, Chuck, I mean, again, you talk about names, addresses. I've seen uh, reports that driver's license numbers were uh, available. I've even seen folks, I, I've not been able to confirm this, but there were some folks on uh, on a Reddit uh, 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 board uh, talking about how they were able to actually use the information that, that they were able to download and use that to actually get to firearm purchase records that, uh, you know, there was a whole wealth of information that is supposed to be private, that is supposed to be confidential, that was available for anybody who is willing to just, you know, make a few clicks. That's right. And, and we're trying to get to the button. The, the, the CCW data breach is pretty clear. The, the licensed concealed carry uh, uh, database breach is pretty clear. The others, uh, uh, it's, it's not quite as clear. We're trying to get to the bottom of exactly what was released. Thankfully, you know, the DOJ made several attempts to take this down they, uh, to limit the access. They finally took the whole thing down. Mm -hmm. So for now, at least, uh, that no, nobody else can get access to this, but who knows how many people did well, how that's many people a, downloaded it. And how many people are sharing it. I mean, that's the thing, right? right? Exactly. Once, 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 this, once got it's it, down, you can't unring that bell. That, that cat is out of the bag. So, you know, the, the, the database is out there. Now, the, the question is, you know, I, I try not to attribute to conspiracy what can be blamed on bureaucratic incompetence. 
right? I hope that this is some low-level nincompoop working for the California Attorney General's office that was told to, you know, administer this website. And they were given uh, links to data that they didn't know where to draw the line on. And so they just posted everything because they weren't, you know, the head of the DOJ Bureau of Firearms really doesn't know anything about guns. That's not unusual. Uh, So hopefully, well, I mean, it doesn't really matter as a practical matter, but there, there are signs that this could be retribution. I mean, that's what's that's the tone in Sacramento right now. Sore loser, vindictive, punish gun owners, overreact to the Supreme Court's ruling because they're not going to get their way. And their way, by the way, is not just pass a bunch of gun control laws. It's, that's certainly part of it. But their end objective is to murder the gun culture. They do not want anybody else getting into the, the, the firearms, the sports, the, the, the value of it for self-defense. They want to make it as hard as possible. They want to eliminate gun shows, zone out gun ranges, you know, just make it impossible to participate in the shooting sports and, and, and make it too difficult, you know, red tape it to death so mm-hmm. nobody can, uh, can get a permit. And so that's what they're doing. There's a law pending uh, now that will tighten up concealed weapon permits make a whole bunch of, 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 of zones, uh, gun-free zones, you know, as sensitive places, quote-unquote, which the Supreme Court said you can do, but you can't overdo. Uh, so that's the, that, that's the atmosphere up now. And in that context, this happens. It, it's not unreasonable to think that this is a, by design from the Attorney General to try and chill people from applying for permits uh, so now the interesting thing will be we're going to go through this list and see how many liberal politicians have a concealed weapon. Yeah, see that you know I, I I was engaged in a little bit of speculation and bearing arms about this yesterday, uh, and I said you know one I, I'm with you Hanlon's razor never ascribed to, uh, to to malice what can be ascribed to incompetence, um, but at the same time. I mean, look, I, I worked for a state agency uh, in one of my previous lives. I, I know the layers of bureaucracy that that you have to go through before, you know, any project gets signed off on. So, look, I, I don't know if this came from, you know, the attorney general himself. But look, I mean, we just saw the leak of the Dobbs decision of the Supreme Court. Right. I mean, that's a, a pretty leak proof institution. So the idea that there'd be some anti-gun nut working in the AG's office who had access to these uh, files, maybe was even involved in putting this portal together, who said, to himself or herself, you know what, these dirty concealed carry holders, they don't deserve yeah. any privacy. I mean, I can see that too. You know, that's the um, thing we we don't know because there are a lot of plausible explanations for how this happened. But as you say, the the at the end of the day, why this happened is less important than the fact that it happened. And what what recourse, I mean, you say you're investigating this. I know you've talked about the possibility of litigation. Um, what what would that look like? And, and, and what are you, what is CRPA doing right now to figure out what, what your next steps are going to be? Well, I have, you know, I have three, well, well, first of all, let me say there are, there are courtroom remedies potentially. And then there's, you know, remedies that the attorney general himself can, can put in place. One of the things the attorney general has to do, and we've told him this and, and the Fresno sheriff is reporting that he agreed. He has to notify everyone and that's what a, there's a state law that says this. He has to notify everyone of this breach so that they you know, are made aware that that this information is now out there and can take 
whatever steps they want to take. The problem is, what are they going to do? Right. I mean, you can try and move your house. That's a bit disruptive because the attorney general did this. Uh, you know, what, what, what about judges for crying out loud? There's mm-hmm. like 250 judges just out of the county of Los Angeles that are on this list. They're all, you know, we just had uh, Judge Taylor and his wife, I believe it's, I believe it's Taylor, were murdered because he registered his car to his home address and somebody who didn't like his opinion found it and went and killed, murdered him and his wife. I mean, this is going to hit the Daily Journal, which is the legal newspaper in California today. And, and I think judges are going to go absolutely bonkers about this. So there's, there's potential legislative remedies. There's potential notifications and things that the attorney general can try and do. None of it is really going to unring this bell that I can see. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? Put up security? Celebrities and judges and prosecutors are going to put up security. So then, but, and even if you go to court, the problem is the court can't go out and get this stuff back off the rem- off the internet either. You right. won't be able to get damages. So we're looking into, because they need to learn a lesson, they need to be taught a lesson, we're looking into potential uh, causes of action against the attorney general for this violation of the right to privacy. Problem is there are some immunity issues. The statute, as I said earlier, uh, applies more specifically to sheriffs than the attorney general's office itself. So I've got three lawyers sitting in the office up half the night uh, working up the analysis of what potential causes of action, what potential legal violations there were in this case, what kind of lawsuit could be filed. Is it a class action? Are there subclasses, judges, judges, prosecutors, individuals? Uh, you know, what can be done? Folks who want to keep track of that should subscribe to the alerts coming out of crpa.org because we will be putting updates out as soon as there's something to talk about. And also CRPA has put together a landing page, a collection uh, on its website of all the materials, the media coverage, the the, the calguns.net, the Reddit uh, chat boards, all those things. Because as I said, we're getting hundreds of questions and questions from reporters wanting to know what the heck and uh, we want to just have a sort of a one-stop shop where folks can get the answers. Uh, so that's what we're working on. But in the meantime, the big question right now is, what is Bonta going to do voluntarily? And what can we make him do in court? And, uh, you know, it, it, this, you know it, we're working on it. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see what the fire drill is today. There'll be something else. You know, there's, a, there's 16 bills that are going to be signed tomorrow. And Newsom has promised to sign them on on Friday because he's so mad. You know, they're all such sore losers and vindictive bureaucrats and politicians. They just hate that their agenda is getting uh, uh, knocked off the rails. Uh, never mind that, uh, you know, they condemn the conservative agenda, but they're a liberal agenda. They're just mad because for once they lost one in California and, and they don't like it. And now payback, they're trying to make payback uh, uh, against law-abiding gun owners, which is absurd. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, listen, we don't have time to go there all 16 bills. We'd be here all day. And I know you've got other stuff to do, but, uh, but, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I did see two of the bills that were passed um, basically, you know, invite Californians to uh, sue gun makers 
Uh, every time a farmer is used in the commission of a crime, I mean, this is something that Gavin Newsom has talked about for months as sort of a response to the uh, Texas abortion law. Um, that that's going to get signed. What are what are what are some of the other? Obviously, all sixteen bills I'm sure are concerning to you. Um, but what are some of the ones that you think are are going to be a top priority to to challenge in court once they're signed? Well, the the, the CCW bill is going to be the challenge because they're going okay. to expand sensitive places to, to be way overbroad, way constitutionally unconstitutionally overbroad. Uh, so that's the and they're going to beef up good moral character. They're trying to make you know your political inclinations and your financial condition to be uh, indications of moral character, which is baloney. So that that's going to be our focus. What we really ought to do is you should have uh, Rick Travis, the lobbyist for CRPA, on. Yeah. Go because they'll, we'll think, we'll see if they've all been signed, and we'll know what you know has has actually happened. He get him on here next week. He'll go through them with you. But but the bottom line is. Every single one of those bills is constitutionally vulnerable now. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of having the funding to file this many lawsuits. I mean, I've got my staff working their tails off, and you know we're we're having a hard time keeping up. There's the, there's the back, there's the ongoing stuff like these bills, which that happens every year. This year we have a lot more, but then to have these daily fire drills. Where, where politicians are making some kind of ridiculous announcement condemning gun owners or or passing some uh, you know uh, a new test promoting a new test to make it harder to exercise your Second Amendment rights. It's just we're 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 dancing as fast as we can, uh, but I need I need more help and to get that help I just CRPA needs the funding. I hate to beg you know, for money. But this is a historic, we're at a historic break. We're at a historic point right now. And California is the, you know, as I've, I've, we've laughed about this before, it's the moldy Petri dish, the lab dish of bad gun control ideas. They take this stuff in California and they take it nationally. So even if you're in Texas, you know, help us, you know, strangle these ideas in their crib, okay? Because we don't want it, being put, it's not like another state is going to see this and say, oh, we should do this. There are anti-gun owner groups in California that are pushing this stuff nationally and federally. So yeah. it's not an accident. It's intentional. They're, it's coming soon to a neighborhood near you, whether you like it or not. So help us stop it here. We, we've just got it. We've just got it. We, we've got to sue, sue, sue. I'm going to get a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Sue, baby, Sue. That's a good uh, idea, actually. Right? I got a CRPA t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy one. Uh, hey, listen, I, 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 and I would echo that, by the way. I was speaking with uh, Joel Persinger yesterday from uh, Gun Guy TV, and, you know, he's, he's down in San Diego. And, you know, same thing. I mean, he, he actually talked uh, about his last conversation with you. And, and, again, how important it is to – look, we got a great decision in Bruin. No doubt about it. But in order to make that decision have teeth, as you say, the the lawsuits and the litigation are actually ramping up. Things aren't slowing down now after Bruin. Things are, are, are getting kicked up to a whole other level because of this Democratic overreaction that you talk about. They're lashing out. They're desperate. They know that this decision is bad news for the, the fundamentals of their ideology. Uh, and, and so they're getting desperate, um, which is why. Again, we have to go on offense right now, uh, and we've got a great opportunity to do so. So I, I would echo your call. Kick in a couple of bucks wherever you can. 
uh, to, uh, to to help fight these really bad laws because it is so critically important right now that we are able to to stay on offense. Um, I, you know, listen, last last question here uh, regarding the database leak, uh, and I wouldn't even call it a data breach. This was just a leak, in my opinion. Does this does this have any impact whatsoever? You think on the number of databases that are there in California? Does this change the the political discussion about why the state needs to collect this much information, hold on to this much information if they cannot secure this information? Well, that, that's a discussion that the Republican caucus will be bringing up in Sacramento, but I suspect the Democratic caucus will just ignore it, yeah. which is what they do. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care. That's why they're signing 16 bills. If Bruin hadn't been decided, Newsom might actually thoughtfully review those bills, or at least a little bit thoughtfully, might not sign them all. You know, In pe- previous years, he hasn't signed every bill that was sent to him. Mm-hmm. Now he's just, before he even sees them, he's committed to signing them because he's just angry. So I don't know that, you know, should they be looking at this uh, data uh, leak as a, as a lesson? I mean, this is why we don't want to have a gun owner registration database. Right. You need to answer the question about why we oppose registration. Here's part of your answer. It's right here staring you in the face and staring in the and and, and walking in the front door of, you know, a couple hundred thousand CCW uh, holders in the state of California who are now afraid that somebody's going to come knocking at their door looking for their gun or who's unhappy with. Uh, some decision that a judge made or some arrest a police officer made or who knows what, you know, the, the government could, the gov- a government bureaucrat could, could mess up a wet dream. I mean, they can't do anything right. This is, this, this is classic. Even before they leaked this, the databases were not kept up, right? They're riddled with errors. Even the criminal history databases is riddled with errors. So, you know, this is just, <laughs> this is, you know, I, I just have really no faith in the government's ability to do anything correctly other than try and seize more power and 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 use it to ram uh, a, a big government agenda down our throats. Yeah. Well, listen, I, 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 I uh, I'm glad that gun owners in California have you in the fight. I uh, have this ERPA there uh, and I know we're going to be talking again very soon. I will reach out to Rick Travis. Uh, next week, so we can talk more about the uh, the dirty dozen and a half or so uh, uh, gun control bills that are, are headed to Governor Newsom's desk. Uh, in the meantime, again, I would encourage folks to check out CRPA.org. As Chuck mentioned, they've got the landing page right there with all of the information uh, that they're collecting on this uh, a leak from the AG's office. Chuck, again, thank you for everything you do. Thank you for spending some time with us today, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again very soon. Very soon, Cam, and thanks for helping us get the word out. Without you, you know, we'd be working in a vacuum, and and uh, uh, people need to appreciate what's going on and 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 get involved. We are going to take back a lot of the infringements that have been shoved down our throat in California for the last couple of decades. That's part of the CRPA's Second Amendment reckoning campaign. It is time for a reckoning. We'll fight our way through these this this pushback from the the, the political leaders. And then we're going to uh, push to, to get some things undone. So that's all happening. 
I really do appreciate Chuck joining us on the program. And we will be talking with uh, Rick Travis uh, next week about some of these gun control bills. We're also uh, scheduled to talk with New York State Rifle and Pistol Association Executive Director Tom King on tomorrow's program. Uh, Governor Kathy Hochul, you know, calling lawmakers back into an extraordinary session in Albany on Thursday, specifically to pass more gun control laws in response to the Bruin decision. So we're going to get a, a firsthand report from Tom King about what these bills look like. And, uh, oh, I'd say the anticipated court challenges that are coming because New York still doesn't get. Well, they get it. They get it. They just refuse to acknowledge the fact that our right to keep and bear arms is a real right. It is a fundamental right. It is not, as Justice Clarence Thomas said, a second-class right, but it is a right that is still disrespected, held with contempt by the uh, blue state Democrats in places like New York and California. Uh, all right, listen, uh, because of the, uh, the, the, the beefiness and the lengthiness of our conversation with Chuck Michelle, I'm going to uh, uh, make an executive decision to skip uh, today's recidivist report and our good deed of the day. We'll pick those back up again tomorrow. But I do have an update on yesterday's uh, armed citizen story from Philadelphia. And I say, you know, I always say, uh, at, at, you know, based on what we know now, this looks like a case of self-defense. Well, there's more details emerging from yesterday's story that suggests this might not have been self-defense in Philadelphia. Apparently, the uh, two individuals who uh, shot and killed uh, two home invaders uh, are still in police custody, or at least uh, as of Tuesday afternoon, they were. The uh, two men, ages 22 and 23, uh, being questioned in the fatal shootings of 18-year-old Deshaun Jefferson and 33-year-old Richard Taylor. Uh, police say that uh, Jefferson and Taylor were unarmed when they kicked in the common door of the two-apartment row house where the roommates lived on the ground floor. Uh, one police uh, spokesperson, Captain Jason Smith, with the Philadelphia Homicide Unit, says there was an apparent argument but the circumstances surrounding that argument are still not clear at this time. Taylor was shot 10 times. Jefferson was shot eight times. Uh, Smith said there may have been a racial aspect to the crime as well. Jefferson, who was black, had argued with the 23-year-old uh, who lived there at the uh, domicile, who is Asian. They apparently first uh, argued over the phone on Monday, hurling racial slurs back and forth uh, after the uh, 23-year-old accused Jefferson of harassing a friend of his. Uh, later in the day, police say Jefferson and Taylor showed up at the apartment, kicked in that common front door, entered the first floor hallway, and began banging on the roommate's apartment door. The uh, 23-year-old then called his roommate, who quickly arrived, wearing a ski mask and latex gloves, according to police. Yeah, that's that's a troubling sign. Uh, that roommate then opened fire, striking Taylor eight times in the hallway. Uh, Captain Smith with the Philly Homicide Unit says the 22-year-old told police that one of the victims reached for his waistband to retrieve a gun. Smith said that no weapons were recovered from either of the victims. The 22-year-old then fled the scene after the shooting, uh, but returned a short time later without the mask and gloves and wearing different clothes. Uh, the other uh, guy who had kicked in the front door, 18-year-old uh, Rashawn Jefferson, meanwhile, ran to the basement of this row home and was pursued by the 23-year-old roommate, who then shot him 10 times. Uh, the homicide captain says supposedly says he was threatened by the unarmed Mr. Jefferson. Uh, so, again, there are a lot of unresolved questions here regarding this uh, incident. The uh, DA's office says the shooting is still a, quote, very active investigation. So we will continue to keep our eyes on this story and bring you any more developments uh, as they become available. But uh, right now, we'll take this off of the clear-cut case of self-defense pile and put it in the uh, yet-to-be-determined 
pile. But uh, based on some of the evidence the police are talking about, uh, it might be difficult to uh, to prove that uh, you were acting in self-defense, particularly if you actually pursued somebody rather than, you know, locking your door and uh, calling 911 at that point. Uh, the, the, the pursuit of that individual into the basement of this uh, uh, common area basement, I think, does raise some questions uh, about whether or not that was self-defense. Uh, but again, we will wait and see what uh, the investigation reveals. Uh, we do have another armed citizen story for you. This one also not quite as cut and dried as uh, you might think. Out in San Francisco, a man who shot a uh, an attacker on a, a train will not be charged with the shooting, but is facing gun charges, according to his attorney. Um, Fox in uh, San Francisco. Uh, reporting on this case, which, again, involved an attacker uh, on a a municipal uh, train in San Francisco. 26-year-old Javon Green faces charges now of having a concealed weapon in a public place and having a loaded gun in a public place. Both of those are felonies. They could possibly be reduced to misdemeanors, according to Green's attorney, Randy Knox. Uh, He was scheduled for a court appearance yesterday. But uh, uh, he will not be facing charges for actually shooting Nesta Brown last Wednesday on a train, according to his attorney. Uh, The attorney uh, told a local paper that his client was a security guard who carried a firearm for protection because he had twice been shot and that he had twice tried to move away from a man on the train, uh, believed to be Nesta Bowen, who had been sitting next to Green, according to uh, 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 Green, uh, the uh, man was... uh, mumbling, saying, quote, aggressive things. Green then got up and walked away, but the man followed him and then took a knife from his pants. According to Green's attorney, uh, Green then said to him, what are you going to do, stab me? Uh, And then he started to run away. Uh, His attorney says, quote, it is a clear-cut case of self-defense. Surveillance footage obtained by the San Francisco Chronicle appears to show the man pulling something from his pocket and then charging at Green, swinging at his face with his fist with, with what appears to be a knife. Uh, Green backs up, and then as they approach the end of the train car, where he could retreat no further, that is when Green drew his firearm and shot the man. Uh, Police said that uh, Green fled when the train stopped in the Castro neighborhood. He was arrested the next day uh, in the uh, nearby town of Pittsburgh. A uh, 70-year-old passenger on the train was also wounded with uh, non-life-threatening injuries. Green's attorney said that Green apologized to the man as well as to other train passengers. And again, acting in self-defense with a a firearm that, thanks to California's laws, may issue laws. Again, remember, this happened the day before the Bruin decision came down. um, Raises all kinds of questions about whether or not Javon Green, frankly, should be charged with possessing a firearm. Given that the courts have already said, the Supreme Court has said, that the may issue laws in California, as well as New York are unconstitutional. And San Francisco actually has one of the lowest rates of concealed carry in the state. There are only a handful of active permits. It is virtually impossible for the average citizen, someone like Javon Green, uh, to to obtain a license to carry. So we're going to keep our eyes on this case as well. Uh, Again, tomorrow, we're going to be talking with Tom King, head of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, about the extraordinary session that will be underway in Albany. I'd encourage you to uh, check that out. I would also encourage you to uh, head to BarryAndArms.com throughout the day for the latest Second Amendment news and information, because it is a critically important time right now. There's a lot of stuff going on all around the country. 
And uh, we are doing our best to make sure that you know all about it. Uh, if you like what you see, by the way, you can always become a VIP subscriber. Just use the promo code GUNRIGHTS when you go to BarryAndArms.com slash subscribe. Not only will you be supporting the independent pro Second Amendment journalism that we do, but as our way of saying thanks, because we really do appreciate your support, we're going to give you exclusive content, whether it's news stories, commentary, stuff you won't find anywhere else, because your support does make a difference, and it really does matter. Thanks again for being a part of today's program. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free. Be free.